All right, happy Sunday morning. This is the Sunday morning with the Elohim. My name is Gijs Minderhout, located in California. Every Sunday morning, we come together with a group of people who have integrated for most of us for a long time, for years, with Winfrey and his connections. The amazing thing is that over time, we have we have become convinced that those that are saying that they are speaking through those connections seem to be higher sources from higher densities. Don't believe it. Check it out. See if things resonate with you. And take it from there. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call where we have many people calling in. And we wait for more people to show up and also for Winfrey to present himself. What we do during these sessions is we have several people that seem to be able to communicate with sources from higher densities, either through verbal communication or through working with a pendulum. And um, I'd say check it out and and see if um, things ring through for you. Another person, a few more person, people came in in the last minutes. If you want to, feel free to say your names and locations. Positive greetings from Sedona. Welcome, Raiden. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Joy. Good morning, Joy. And I hear Antonio. Good morning, Antonio. Hi, Antonio. Good morning. Hi, CJ. Hi, Antonio. Hi, CJ. Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please get him on location. Good morning, everyone. It's Eminem in Nebraska. Welcome, Mike Hi, and Mary. Eminem. Hi, Eminem. Hi, Mike. And welcome to all of you folks listening in online through BBS Radio. We cannot hear you, but we appreciate your presence, your interest. Please hang in there for a moment. Win. Free should be calling in here any moment. Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please say your name and location. Joan Dolan Springs. Welcome, Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi, Joan. Joan Jett and the Dolan Springs. <laughs> You remember Joan Jett and the Black Hearts? I never heard of it. No? Joan Jett? Uh-huh. Yeah. I love rock and roll. Put another coin in the jukebox here. <laughs> Wasn't that her? That was Joan Jett, right? I heard the song, but I didn't know the artist. Okay. 
Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please share name and location. Hi, hi, everyone. Shirley from Ohio. Hello, Shirley. Welcome. Hi, Steve. Hi. Nice. Little mama. <laughs> Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Roger in Austin. Welcome, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Giggles. <laughs> Hi. Double Ding, welcome to you both. Please share your names and locations. Terry in Nevada. Bonnie. Bonnie. Hi, Terry. Terry, Marie, and Bonnie, Hi, Bonnie. both. Welcome. Good morning. Hi, Terry. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Terry. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Terry. Hi, Bonnie. Someone else joined in. Welcome. Please share your name and location. Janine from Salt Lake City. Welcome, Janine. Hi, Janine. Hi, Janine. Good. Hi, everybody. Hi, Antonio. Hi, Shirley. Did you hear me say good morning to you again? No, I didn't, but I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please say your name and location. Hello, this is Gretchen calling from Mesa. Arizona. Hi, Gretchen. Good to hear your voice. Hey, Gretchen. Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Hello, hello. And company. Gretchen, still on top of the mesa? Hello, Gretchen. Sorry, my phone was on mute. Yes, I am still on top of the Mesa, and I'm still Gretchen and company. Gretchen, Apple, and Harlequin. All right. Happy to be here. Excellent. Good to have you. Can you throw a rock to Sedona? If I could throw really, 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 really far, <laughs> it's about two hours. Welcome <laughs> to the next caller. Please say your name and location. Wynn and Welcome, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. I threw a rock at you. <laughs> Forget Hi, about Wynn. the rock. <laughs> Hi, Wynn. You're going to throw a rock at me? No. To wake you up. <laughs> your, your, your mic is uh, out of place. There we go. Happy Sunday, Wynn. Are we on BBS radio? We are. For like 10 minutes Hello? already. Hello to everybody on BBS Radio, and um, if you're new to this call, I can tell you. just have a recording going, Ben, that we can get it all on there. J Jackie isn't yeah. with us this morning. What's today's date? The uh, 10th? 10th. September 10th. Okay. Okay. All right, let's close the... Uh... All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Here we go. The recording has started. This is September 10th, 2023, Winfrey in Sedona, Arizona, and with all these wonderful people that are on our conference line. And, and I can say this because I'm sure it's true, but you'll have to validate it for yourself. We have a, a, a whole huge team on the other side 
it's on this line with us. And some of you will be able to feel them. They are here to support our energies, our intentions. And over a period, this has been going on for 20 years now, and I come from a scientific background, and I'm probably more skeptical than the next person. But they have proven over and over again that they're really here and they're responding to us. We have a laundry list of miracles that have happened over 20 years, which includes healings, includes geophysical changes, and you name it. And this is a result, this call is a result of my partner, Terry Brown, who woke me up in the middle of the night 20 years ago and said, get a tape recorder out. And a voice began communicating to me through her that identified itself as the Council of Elohim. And um, they told me to ask him questions. And thus began a series of asking questions about how the universe works that has gone on for 20 years. And um, we're going to be playing back a replay of one of the sessions that we did in 2012. And, you know, when it first started, I said, can this be real? You know, I looked at the word Elohim on Google, and it said, one of the names for God in the Old Testament, and the name the Mormons use for God. And I could not believe that's who I'm talking to. But I asked them, are you the same Elohim? And they said, we're part of the same. And I said, why are you talking to me? And they said, you're like a cosmic midwife. You know how to bring these things into the world. And you don't have ego about it. And I still didn't believe them. And at the time, I had enough savvy to know that you cannot trust channeling, per se. That negative sources can come through channelings and have agendas, negative agendas. And they can say they're anybody. And I kept thinking, how do I make sure this isn't a negative source? And I said to myself, it's going to have to prove itself over time before I tell anybody about it. And it did. And we started doing these conference calls, like this one. We would talk to them, and we would let other people ask questions. And they they proved themselves over and over again. And 
this can change your life. It can open up your own, um, how would we say it? Expand your consciousness into the awareness of what I could call the God realms. And um, making your own connection. There's no dogma here. There's no religion here. And um, we have thousands of conversations with him posted on the spiritchannel.net website. It's our archive website where we started. People volunteered because they knew it was real. And they started maintaining the website and uploading all the current calls which has been going on for years. And Terry Brown, who is the person who is doing most of the channeling, dropped her body in August of 2002. And I was somewhat despondent. And I'm still a little despondent because I miss her. She was a bright light in our lives. And, um, you know, I thought, what are we going to do now? Maybe we have to stop our calls. But I was wrong because Terry made contact with us from the other side. And she indicated that she's on all our calls and there's a very good chance she will have something to say on this call. And uh, let me just check, is Joy here? Yes. How are you feeling? Mostly, mostly here. (laughs) Mostly here? I'm how I, are you? I'm, how? I'm really tired. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I told her I'm going to lay easier on her. Lay easy <laughs> on her. Um, is Terry Marie here? I'm here. Hello, Terry. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Joy and Terry Marie have both been conduits to talk to Terry, Terry Brown, who is now in the fifth density with a bunch of angelic friends and more. And is Shirley here? Hi, is DC Shirley on the council? Yes, good morning. Yay. Good morning. So, Shirley, is Terry here? Yes. Has she said hello to you this morning? Yes. And she she said hello to me. She said hello to me yesterday morning. I... Woke up rather distraught, and 
I woke up crying, and I felt death, 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 and and I didn't quite understand, and um, and it was just like I was tired of hell on earth, and I want to see positive changes made for earth, and but I just couldn't stop crying, and then when I went to the computer, the first thing that popped up was about Morocco and and the earthquakes and everything. She helped me connect the dots instead of me thinking it was just my own crazy self and like, what's going on now? Um, she guided me through it and we we just started praying for the past, the transitioning of all the people that had passed in Morocco and praying for the ones that are alive. And yes, she's been with me and guiding me through this. And I'm so thankful for understanding that she gives me when I feel things that I don't understand. And she's just like my guardian angel. And mm-hmm. I love her very much for that. And well, you're blessed to have Terry, and we're blessed to have you. Thank you. And uh, just uh, um, Shirley was did I hear starting to say, yeah, Shirley was starting to say, and. And what, Shirley? Oh. It's just hope, opening up your hearts for healing and just everyone reaching out to everyone else to get us through these changes, these rapid changes. And... She's just like, she's like my guiding light right now. And I see her guiding everyone else, too. It's very beautiful. Very beautiful. And you're welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing. Now, I have to say that Shirley is not a professional channel. I don't believe she's ever done it have you ever done it before? Well, I've had visions, um, but I've never. I've had no training. I'm Terry's mm-hmm. training me now. <laughs> okay. And and Terry Marie is also not a professional channel, and uh, both of these women have been on our calls for years when Terry was on the call. And Terry is kind of overlooking the people who are on our calls, whether they're channeling or not, and helping them get through the times we're in. She's explained that she is in 
fifth density, what's called fifth density, a higher dimension right now, and that Jesus is in that dimension, and lots of other people, beings, angelic beings, and they are part of what they do is they monitor Earth and look for people to help and uh, who are reaching for it. And so we are blessed to be a group that's in their line of sight, and particularly Terry. And Terry, I know Terry felt really bad leaving me. And we had developed an extremely good rapport over the years. And I have to say, she was, even before she was channeling, she was always my best friend. And you couldn't have a better friend than Terry. And, um, and then she started channeling. And I spent quite a bit of time asking questions, trying to decide if I could trust the channelings. Who are these guys? They say they're the Elohim. But who are the Elohim? Are they God? When actually, when I asked them if they like to be worshipped, they said, no. They said, worship creates a separation. And we're like your cosmic big brothers. And we can help you. But and you can help us. Because we are upset about many of the things that are happening on your planet. And part of their criteria for doing interventions is to ask for their help. And uh, that preserves free will. So and it's not exactly like praying to God, although if you want to think about it that way, it's okay. But they're not God in what the way we traditionally think of God. And they're like, preferably, our friends in higher dimensions. And, um, and over the period of time we've been doing this, we have had numerous miraculous phenomena people for people in our group and you have to listen for a while to hear about it because one of the problems with miraculous phenomena is that it causes people to give up their power and ask them to do everything and that's not the way it works. Um, but they can, they can help us, and they do help us. But you have to make a connection with them. And that's why we do these calls, because you'll learn about them, you'll hear them talk, and you'll hear them answer some questions right on the call. And 
you can decide. Is this legitimate? Is this for me? Or is it not? And, um, and see what happens. Consider it a, a huge experiment. That's what I did. I mean, when they started talking to me, I said, I don't know what to do with this. I don't want to start a religion. And they never asked me to. They never asked me to do anything. Whatever I have done has been from my own volition based on what was happening and what I believed was possible. So I thank you all for being here, for supporting this. And I'll share with you an interesting thing I discovered this past week in a question to Joy. As those of you who are regulars on the call know, we interface with two different group souls, or they've interfaced with each other to become a conglomerate for our calls. And one is the Elohim group, and the other is the Ra group. And we've asked numerous questions about things that you wouldn't think you could ever get answers for. And we have gotten answers. And every Sunday, we play back a replay of one of our sessions. And you can hear it and you can feel the authenticity of it. And um, the raw group originated in bodies like ours on the planet Venus some half a million years ago or so. And Venus went through an ascension cycle where 20% of the beings on Venus graduated and ended up not having to come back in reincarnational cycles anymore. And they teamed together on the other side and became the Ra group and their, their, their mission was to assist other planets, planetary populations, in graduating this realm. And they have been working with our planet. And the, the Elohim group is, is higher than the Ra group in the matrix. But the Ra group, because they graduated from this realm, have certain wisdoms as to what was required to graduate. And, 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 the, and the, since the Elohim didn't have bodies and didn't have to go through this graduation, they, they are aware of it all vicariously, but not experientially. So we've had the best of both worlds giving us understandings beyond anything you would ever imagine that you could access. So 
on that note, I thought we would ask a few questions to get the call started before we go into a replay. And the replay I've chosen for today was one on the Terry St. Catherine connection. And that awareness came about because I asked them, was Terry ever anybody famous? And they told me, look up St. Catherine of Siena, who I never heard of. And I found the story of a young woman who would go into the local church and they would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And when she died, all of these messages were compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God. And it became a classic of Catholic literature. And of course, she was um, acknowledged by the church by being sainted. And, you know, I knew Terry for years, for 20 years at least, before she ever channeled. We've been friends for 40 years and partners for 20 years. And um, I always thought she was a little weird. <laughs> she was the most innocent and giving person I could ever imagine. And she helped me through many, many things in that period of time. And when I was researching St. Catherine of Siena, I found out that Terry had a striking resemblance to St. Catherine. And it was a major step for me in acknowledging the veracity of the work I was doing, it kind of validated it because how do you validate uh, that something that's talking to you is telling the truth? They're not tricking you in some way. And I had to keep asking myself that for years, at least three years before I said, okay, I think this is real. And that's, you know, finding out the Terry St. Catherine connection was a major step. And Terry looked like St. Catherine. She had a striking resemblance to St. Catherine. And I learned about people looking like people in their past when I was writing The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, because David Wilcock had a striking resemblance to Edgar Casey. And this has been something where, as I learned about different people's past lives, including myself, I found it very consistent that people looked like the past life. And it's because when you die, 
your soul carries your DNA. So when the soul comes into a new fetus, it will program the new fetus with the DNA of the past life. So everybody will look like their past life. But unless you happen to have been famous, you'll never be able to figure it out. And so in, in this case, these, these were famous people. David Wilcock, Edgar Casey, Terry, St. Catherine, and others. So, um, let me try asking you a question. Joy, and Joy doesn't channel. She uses a pendulum. And early on, when Terry first died, Joy called me and said, I think I'm talking to Terry through my pendulum. And she had me ask a bunch of questions to see if that was true. And I did. And Terry gave all the right answers. She could locate missing things in the house. She, she just, uh, she said she was watching me all the time. And I would hold my hand up and I'd ask Joy, Joy, how many fingers am I holding up? Five, four, three, two, one. And when I got it right, Joy would say yes. And after a couple of months of doing this and being convinced that I was talking to Terry, I found someone who channeled in Sedona. Her name was Claudia. And I scheduled a session to see if I could verbally talk to Terry. And we did it. And the first question I asked was, what is the name of the person who thinks they're channeling Terry with a pendulum? And uh, Terry answered that question, and she said, Joy. And that was it. <laughs> I was convinced. So Joy is here, and she's tired today. A friend of hers just... <laughs> Just had a kid last night, and usually I I lean on Joyce because her answers are very accurate. And um, but I'll ask her a couple of questions, and then we'll move over to Terry Marie and to Shirley. When can can I say something? I um, you mentioned earlier that um, Joy doesn't channel, but to me, she is a big channel. I see it as a different way of channeling because it is a channel, in fact, right? And I also believe that multiple times she doesn't just only receive the message with a pendulum, but she is being fed with words. Am I correct, Joy? Yes. Getting more and more so. Right. It's, it's awesome, you know, to see it grow and with uh, <laughs> Terry Marie as well and with Shirley and yeah. with 
the, the whole group is just awesome. Thank it, you. It is so wonderful to be a part of this team. And joy. Receiving. Yeah. I think I think right now here with all of us here we can send you just feelings of regeneration. We send you love uh, and the you thank know you. the boost of energy. Well I thank you. I'm I'm getting it. <laughs> it's good. I feel a whole lot better now than I did when I talked to Wynn about an hour ago saying, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you, Heis. And this is a very interesting thing we're doing. I've never heard of anyone doing anything like this before, where we have three, sometimes four people at the same time, and they're all channeling Terry. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes and, five, six. <laughs> yeah, she sold too, right? And oh, Antonio, um, John, I'm forgetting someone. It's like no one's trying to be the star channel, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a huge experiment in interdimensional connection. And you're part of it. So thank you for listening. And you never know who's going to say, I got a message from Terry, but I get a message from Terry, and we'll find out (laughs) if you did. So It's great fun. Yeah. So tell me, does, does Terry ever just bug you and say, Get your pendulum out. Uh, no, you know, <clears throat> she, how do I say this? I'm, I, I get from Terry, from Terry, I just get more of a, a constant flow of support these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, they're all the knocks on the, that, there, the knocks on the wall or the ceiling or the, you know, in the old, old in the old days, like a year ago when when we were first beginning to contact each other, and she was she would set off my smoke detector in the middle of the night. I mean, there was absolutely no nothing to have set that off, and I would pendulum, you know, and yes, it was she or them, and um, that that. Say <laughs> that we've worked it out so that that happens less and less and less. That is a shocking, a shocking uh, um, hello. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's just kind of a. It's more like an ongoing presence. And and then I printed out that picture that you sent of her waving, and and I just you know I just, every time I walk past it because it's in a prominent location in my house, I high five her and. It, I just, I just love it. it. That's anyway. So that's that's what it is. More like a background, a background um, uh, hum. <laughs> so if we ask Joy a question, one of the limitations of the pendulum is that you're usually going to get a yes or a no answer depending on whether it circles clockwise or 
Anti-clockwise. Anti-clockwise, is that the word? Counter. Counter. Counterclockwise. Okay. And and then sometimes Joy will get a verbal thing. And then I've learned how to ask questions, yes or no questions. And get amazing information, right? Right. Now, yeah, it was, Terry, bump, it was bumpy at first. <laughs> yeah. But it's smoothed out. Was Terry Marie and Shirley, we get answers to questions verbally, except it goes through the filter of their own mind. And both of them have different filters. In fact, this is true for channeling in general. It always goes through the filter of the mind of the channel. And it will have a certain bias often based on those limitations. So we have this interesting group channel going on. And we usually get to the bottom of everything. And I started a very interesting uh, conversation with Joy yesterday, and it had to do with the tarot. And I'm sure you all know what the tarot is. It's a it's a it's a way of divination, where somebody picks cards out of a deck with weirdly designed cards, <laughs> and they do a reading for somebody, right? And I had this insight, and then I started asking Joy about it and see what they said. And the insight was, you know, the very first time I got the idea that there were other dimensions, I used to think that they were far away and up in the clouds and, you know, And over time, I started to realize, and they said it, they told me this, they said, everything is in the same place because there is no space and there is no time. So each of us is in the middle of a bunch of dimensions, but we usually can't move into them. We're usually stuck in the physical dimension called 3D. And then when somebody, 3D, third density. Yeah. Well, I'm using, they like to use the word density as opposed to dimension. So if you can imagine a universe with no space and no time, and everything starts at one point, and everyone is on that point, and everything expanded from that point is illusion. Can you agree with that, Joy? Yes, like holograms. Yeah. yeah. And the Indians, Hindus, used to call it 
Maya. Maya meant illusion. And now that doesn't mean you can disregard it because you can't because you're in the illusion and it's not easy to get out of it. Getting out of the illusion has to do with graduating from this realm. And people do it all the time, but most people don't even realize that that possibility exists. And I was contemplating the Tarot, and I've never done the Tarot, but I know people that have. And I also know that it's been indicated that it was the Ra group who created the Tarot. And they created it on Venus when they had bodies on Venus. And Venus had a group soul that was helping the population there at the time. And the raw group was not yet a group soul. They were bodies still physicalized. So the first question is, if the raw group created the tarot cards on Venus, was their group soul helping them? Yes. Yes, okay. And tarot cards are designed so each card, this was my question, each card represents a point in the hologram. And so life on the physical realm is very much dependent upon the movement of energies in the greater hologram. And when miracles happen, it's because they start out in the higher hologram and translate into a physical phenomena. I'm getting yes. Okay. And so... By the way, also, if, if anybody disagrees, remember we have this sort of open invitation and request to voice your, your you know, of, of the folks that, that, that do the channeling um, to speak up. And then we can work yeah. it out why, why someone got a different answer. Okay. And that's fun, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted your flow. You did. <laughs> so, Terry is in the fifth density. We're in the third density. Is there a tarot card that represents the fifth density? I'm getting yes. And this is where we could shift over to Shirley and Terry Marie for which one it is, unless you want to list them. Well, uh, I don't really want to know which one it is. I want to know the <laughs> principle of it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the principle of it. 
But but does it work out that one card represents 5D? Or are there multiple cards that represent 5D? Okay, I'm getting a yes to the first part before you hit the or. One card represents 5D, and then the pendulum switched to no for multiple cards. And what we might want to... What we might want to ask is if it is beneficial for us to know yeah. which card is 5D. Okay. Is it beneficial for us to know which card is 5D? And I'm getting no. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might be if you were studying Tarot. Now, have you studied Tarot? Um, I no, I have not, but I'm going <laughs> to. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back after you study it a little bit, because then the answers will be more me- meaningful. And and we can talk about, you know, like if, if you go through a deck of tarot cards, the cards have names like the magician, the, I don't even know. I never studied it. I, I mean, I've I, I, I connected with it. But they have all these names, but none of them are entitled 5D, okay? Yeah, now, right. Is there, is there another card that represents fourth density? Yes. And are there other cards that represent first and second density? Yes. And when you're drawing cards to do a reading... You're doing them in the presence of all these densities. Yes. And um, well, because the, because everything is one. I'm, yeah. Right. So I don't believe any anybody has ever. I've never heard anybody explain this before. But it's kind of like. The tarot cards are like a representation of the hologram at a given moment in time and space. Yes. Could we say that? Could we say that? We could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's other different divination things, okay? Like there's... Uh, um, your palm palm reading, and I suspect in some way palm reading is reflective of the hologram at the time you were born. Yes, but the lines on the hand can change over time, right? I'm getting a yes. So, as the hologram changes. The lines change, and you have a different mm-hmm. interpretation, right? That's that's cool. Yeah, I'm getting yes. And then astrology is also representative of the hologram at the moment you're born. Yes. And the position of the planets. Now, of course, mm-hmm. 
When we say the position of the planets, we're making pretend that everything has a position in the physical universe. But where it gets mind-bending is that there's no physical universe. (laughs) Yes. There are apparent positions. Apparent, we have to say. Or 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 collectively consciously agreed upon um, positions. I'm getting we'd, have to, we'd, we'd have to explore that in a deeper way to get it down. <laughs> but it is a mind blowing concept to me. <laughs> You know, because because this whole idea of divination is so mysterious. How can you yes. pick tarot cards and get an accurate reading about something? Or yeah, how, how can, can you, you swing a pendulum? <laughs> how can you swing a pendulum? But it's it's all a microcosm, macrocosm. You know what that means? Microcosm, macrocosm. Really small and really big. Yeah. In other words, what's really small is, is picking to row cards. And what's really big is the fact that these to row cards are all connected to the macrocosm. And even this is going to bend your mind. Even though the, they're connected to the macrocosm, which would be apparently be very big, right? Yes. It's not. It's not because it's all in one point, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. So it's like yes. you fractal that point into all of these other things, and it all works as a functional universe. Yeah. Now, is, is this something, is this making, giving you aha experiences, Joy? Uh, uh, more no than yes. More, more, more like um, just that it's a match. It resonates. It's like I, I feel like I've known, known that. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look Terry at this, Marie, Terry. Get closer to your, yeah, get closer to your microphone, Terry Marie. I want to hear what you have to uh, say. Just, just agreeing, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was understood. <laughs> now, if if you're the subject of a tarot reading, then I would hypothesize that your thoughts are affecting the hologram. Is that true, Terry Marie? To some degree, yes. And therefore, that would they'd affect the cards that are drawn. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. Totally, yes. Did you, did, did you ever do tarot? Mm. No, I've had a few readings, but never did it myself. 
And somebody initially made the correspondences. They made a correspondence and they said, this card relates to 3D. Okay? And this card relates to 4D. And these cards relate to 1D and 2D. And a human is making those correspondences. They're making them, but they're also creating the correspondence. Because the correspondence didn't exist until somebody made it. And that's hard to grasp, that concept. But it shows the power of the human creativity. Co-creation. I don't know if co-creation is the right word, maybe. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm getting a yes. Terry Marie? Yes, but you said the raw group created the tarot. Yeah, no, well, but, but, but we're yeah, creating but, from there with them. Right, right. <clears throat> now, they created the original correspondences between the cards and the hologram. At that time. At that time. Which is which is now. <laughs> yeah, which is now. But those correspondences <laughs> those, those correspondences because they created them and they had divine creativity powers. They didn't exist before they created them. In other words, if you take a, a, a tarot card that's the magician, right? Yeah. You've created that card, and then you've created their correspondence to the hologram. But if you if you created a card that was the queen, the queen, and called that something, you're creating the correspondence which will last forevermore until someone else changes it. I'm getting that the, I'm, I'm, this is the language issue. I'm, I'm getting that the, the correspondence was there before the card was created. It's like the potential or the existence. The correspondence was there, but somebody had to invent a card to fit into the correspondence. Yeah. In other words, <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it have to be a magician? Could it have been a queen? Could it have been a joker? You know, could it have been, you know, somebody created the initial correspondence that was a powerful creator and that they changed the universe by creating the correspondence. They made okay, that I'm, correspondence what's coming, true. What's coming up for me is what Lauren says to us about which came first, the chicken or the egg, and the answer is both. 
Right. So I'm okay. that that's the same same thing here. Yeah. Final In other point. words, there's, there's no absolute correspondence between the sword and third density. But it was created by really advanced beings that the creation created the correspondence. Yeah, I think that what you've been trying to do here um, as you journey through this idea is that you've been trying to you've been trying to linear linearize it and it, and it it and it ain't <laughs> Terry Marie yes Shirley yes I agree Shirley is this what as I say, it's a little confusing when you say Ra created the tarot and then you talk about you know, correspondences and densities. But humans, you know, you said humans create first. Get close well, to your microphone. The Ra group probably created, the Ra group created the tarot when they had bodies on Venus. And then they recreated it in Egypt at different times because there's a tarot deck from Egypt and Ra had interventions on Egypt. So, you know, there's a certain point where my mind just goes, I can't, I can't take this any further. I can't. Ah. Grasp it any well, further, right? That's and that's when you start to get it, right? Because the getting of it is an aha experience. It's not in a linear understanding. Yeah, it's the quantum resonating with the quantum field. I, I, I'm just saying that I, I, uh, that's I don't know, I, I don't know like Lauren does about that stuff. <laughs> That's what's coming up for me. You know, when we have a conversation about something like this, I feel an energy coming into the whole conversation. Yeah, I do too. And uh, it lifts all our vibrations. And that's what it feels like to me, okay? Yeah. And... um, Let's let's open the mics up and see if anyone wants to ask a question or make a comment on this. All participants are unmuted. This is Shirley. I would like to Hi, make Shirley. a comment. Hi. Okay. Um, I did not use the writer tarot deck, but I used the Galactic Heritage cards today, and there's diff- there's multiple decks of tarot cards, but I just put it out there, a question like in general for all of us, and usually I spread my cards out and I pick them, but today they just like, I was trying to shuffle my deck and the cards were just popping out. 
and uh-huh. when they pop out, you um, I go with a pop out. And the uh-huh. first pop out was that it's like we're and we're all homing beacons. The second card, I did a five card draw. The second card was like we're all like together in an initiation in ceremony. Yeah. The third card that popped out was true compassion. Mm-hmm. The fourth card that came out was unconditional love. Okay. And the fifth card that popped out was seeking karmic balance. And these cards are galactic cards. The first two, the homing beacon and initiation and ceremony, they're like cards that are in future time and they can and they're related to Vega. The third card is also a future card and it was the true compassion card and that was Orion Light. The fourth card is Arcturus and it's the parallel and universe or whatever, parallel re-dimension, unconditional love. And our last card was Pleiadian, and um, and that was the card of seeking karmic balance. And now, let, let, I, let, just, let me, I, I just had to share that with you. Let me bring up a question, okay? You're okay. using a deck. You're using a deck called the Galactic Deck, or something, right? Yeah, Galactic. Galactic Heritage. I have a rock decks. And the thing I is, was, no, 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 here's the question. Excuse me for interrupting. The question is, <laughs> because you have different decks, that means there's different cards representing different things. Right? Yes, like the Archangel cards. Uh, which means wait a second which means that at some point some master creator had to create a new set of correspondences between the cards and the hologram not necessarily new but more like well yeah yes and no it's more like it all blends together in kind of a universal reaching of uh, variety. But yes, new, but they're like, I think, all archetypal in a way. They're all a catalyst to. I'm going to yes while you're talking. Source. Yeah. To the higher, they're all catalysts to the higher source, and mm-hmm. yes, but I, I but, but the raw but, cards, but, the raw and the Venus link is 
you're spot on with that. Mm-hmm. And, and then where they, they used archetypal energies too with that. Right. And then there was the Ra Egypt link. And I believe yes, that was I, a, new, a new deck of cards. Yes, I haven't and, gotten Egyptian cards yet. I'm I'm looking forward to doing that. That's the one deck I'm missing. <laughs> and there also might have been the Ra Sumerian link. Okay. Oh Is my. There, mm-hmm. Are you getting okay, a yes yeah. for that? Yeah. Yeah. That there was there was a deck of cards for Sumeria. And did they use different pictures on all those cards, right? Yes. Well, they related to different cultures. Well, you know what? There's more to it than that because we still use those same decks and we have all these different cultures. They seem to work, you know? Right, with roots in the older cultures. Yeah, it's a complex interaction Uh that takes into account the hologram as it stands now and the hologram as it stood then. And will be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the hologram is changing all the time. So they change the pictures on the cards. They have new, and they have artists doing it. In other words, it's master creators that are create. This is the question: Master creators who are creating the correspondences, and and the correspondences work because it was master creators creating them. Is that the question? The the answer is yes. 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 So we we are the creators. Once we create something with a strong enough correspondence to the reality of it, it sticks and works. And uh, that's the power of a human creator, right? I mean, God didn't come down and those those uh, um, cards. Pictures? Yeah, except yeah. God is inside or source is inside. One infinite creator is inside everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so they say. Yeah. So I get. It's the power of creation that one individual has 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 uh, adopted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there were times in history when when you looked at runners. I don't know if you ever heard this, but I did. There was something called the four-minute mile, and it right. was unattainable, right? Yeah. And then somebody attained it and did the four-minute mile, right? Yeah. And then, other people, so. and then other mm-hmm. people started doing it, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They changed the hologram. 
so it became in the belief patterns that it was possible, right? Uh huh. Now, right now, I'm just going to bring up Taylor Swift because I believe she is changing the holograms of what's possible. And we're going to see yeah. more of that happening because she is doing this tour and she is packing stadiums. She has the most well attended concert series in the history of the human race, like where she's doing a concert in a city. She's doing, for three days, she's filling a stadium of 60 to 70,000 people a night, right? Yeah. And years ago, there was a time when the Beatles did stadiums and they did they never did three nights in a row. It was always amazing that they could go to a stadium one night, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing that one person can go for three hours a night for three nights in a row and and create a totally how would I say it? Uh captivating show. It keeps people entertained, right? It's high frequency. Yeah. And I'd like to put out the thought that at some point, somebody like me, not me necessarily, but somebody like me could fill a stadium for three days in a row and bring the energy into so many people simultaneously. Right. The team's saying yes. Anything, you know, I believe if you can conceive of something, it's possible, right? Yes. That's why uh, we have to be so careful to not be conceiving the negative, you know, terrible outcomes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drop these. Oh, no. Let it go. Focus on that. Wow, wouldn't isn't this cool? Isn't it wonderful to live this way? This wonderful different way. Mm-hmm. So on that note, it's eleven fourteen. The channeling we're doing is uh, then I quickly need to uh, let you know I I forgot about it I need to leave in about uh, 15 minutes so I'll be leaving the call all right thank you guys thank you and I will give the baton to um, any any holding of it that I've had, I'll give it to Terry Marie at the end. So, a healing so the cha- this channeling starts 36 minutes in. So it looks like 46, 56, 25 minutes. So that would be a really good time to start it now, right? Because that'll end around yeah. 10 of 
12, right? And this is a beautiful session. And it was when I was learning about St. Catherine, okay? Mm. And... Yeah, the date? Uh, I think it was... I'll tell you in just a moment, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, February 6th, 2012, okay? Mm-hmm. <coughs> so I'm going to start it, then I'm going to jump forward to where the channel starts. This is Monday, February 6th. Yeah. Hang on. Even the people, if you don't, positive, you know, that could tend to negative source. The experience of it is that it's a very loving energy. It makes me feel loved. It makes us love each other. People around you. And, of course, we always do. Decrease the ego. Decrease the ego. The individual can bring through an undistorted message of each of the services. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Each individual, even though the service itself, individuals do not know or understand it, is helping to create. If you do that, that will be a miracle unto itself. So. I just thought we'd turn it over and maybe they can comment on how that looks from their side. Thank you. When you have an uh, individual or group of individuals that are at odds with contentious reality, with an it's really faint, individual or group of individuals Pardon me? It's really faint. You can start to get the feel of how this works and how to utilize these connections. And when we did that, we started putting her son in the light who was going through a bunch of experience with their daughter, I believe. So... You can start to get the feel of how this works and how to utilize these connections to change your vibratory um, field with people around you. And, of course, we always do this for the highest good of all concerned and honoring free will. And the theory is if we've got enough people doing this, we would shift the entire planet. But even if we don't shift the entire planet, each of you has the opportunity to shift your own space, your own relationships. And if you do that, that will be a miracle unto itself. So I I just thought we'd turn it over and maybe they can comment on how that looks from their side. Thank you. When you have an 
uh, individual or group of individuals that are at odds with consensus reality with the service to other concepts or paradigms and are using service to self paradigms, they can be overridden by the pure mechanics of how things work when the consensus reality is in favor of the service to other concepts, in favor of the good of humanity, in favor of the individual person working in service to other way to support his or her family to bring the good into the life, to bring growth into the life of the people they love. This is a consensus when enough people are believing and carrying out this posture, they can then uh, over and the consensus or the minor consensus of the service to self-individuals then can take a back seat to the service to other individuals' consensus reality. So the work that you are doing in bringing in the light and bringing in the higher us, the higher forces, is helping to create a consensus for the benefit of each of the service to other individuals and indeed each to each individual even though the service to self-individuals do not know or understand it is helping to create a reality that can foster growth of the individual in learning and actually realizing more the ability to love and to be connected with our fellow man than would have been without the work that you are doing and other light workers are doing. It is all adding up to help make a shift towards the benefit of all. From your perspective, we're going to ask about St. Catherine, but let's ask a general overview question. We have two group souls. We have the Ra group, we have the Elohim group. In this circumstance, in these calls, they have said they're collaborating to work with us because I would guess we've learned to pick up both frequencies. 
when you're out there in your wherever you reside energetically, how do you come to a decision to make make a communication through someone, such as you obviously made a decision with myself and Daphne, and you made a decision with St. Catherine. Now, maybe it was not the same sources making the decision. Maybe one was the Ra group, one was the Elohim group, and then this has evolved in an unusual manner. But how do you... What is the criteria for making a decision? We look at the individual and see the purity of the individual and whether the individual can bring through an undistorted message as in serious case, she never fully materialized into the physical universe and as such remains in the highest state in an undistorted state that can give and take information and impart it. We are always on the lookout for someone that we can connect with that wishes and can bring through pertinent information. It takes someone that will not use the data for detrimental purposes or twist the data to give a wrong impression. It takes an individual that is able to demanifest and get out of the way enough that the information can come through clearly. There is and St. Catherine is, was in that posture because of their intention to bring through the higher information from the higher sources, which is the Elohim and the Raw group. They both work, work to bring through pertinent data to help individuals to open their heart, to decrease the ego, to connect with home so the individuals know that they are not alone and they know that there is hope. There is a way back. There is a family of which they are a part. Thank you. You know, there's got to be another added circumstance to that decision because um, we know that there was the life of St. Catherine and, of course, the life of Terry. But there were a lot of lifetimes in between where um, Terry was 
knives, she had bad relationships, things were screwy. So there must be the added factor that a person not only has the connection, but they've created a uh, connections in this realm that would allow the communications to come through safely. Am I correct there? In the case of Terry, give us a moment. She has worked long and hard <laughs> to be able to discern accurately what is around her and observe what is around her without regard to any ego circumstances. She has worked long and hard in this lifetime to dispel any influences that would intercede in the connection. Give us a moment. The individual has to be inclined to do it. And in other lifetimes, they did not encounter situations which would foster such connection. Although the connection was there, they did not foster the connection of developing it to move into a communicative relationship with us that would uh, allow us to come through or did not have a circumstance available in that lifetime, a platform to allow it to come through. <laughs> so essentially what is needed is a grounding and a platform to allow theory to be open to bring forth the information and an inclination and an exposure on her part, a connection made to bring through the higher sources us. As St. Catherine, there was the connection with the monastery. There was the incessant seeking of Terry St. Catherine to bring through the information to make the connection available from the very highest sources so that it could benefit and help Terry grow, not only help Terry grow, but to help the monastery individuals grow, to help the Catholic Church grow, to place 
more and more people in a posture that they would be able to connect with the higher sources and begin to allow the heavenly We would search for a word here, the heaven manifestation to enter into the earthly realm. Now, was there a decision made before Terry incarnated that this would occur? Or was it a, a, um, something that's happenstance where the right people were at that church and she happened to show up and open the energies up? Was it a pre-birth agreement, or was it a situation of happenstance? There was an agreement that Terry made before she entered into the third density to bring through information and to stay pure. That's why St. Catherine did not wish to have sex and did not wish to enter into so much of the earthly uh, sensations and the payoffs of sensations for fear that she would pollute the connection with home, with the higher sources, with the highest on high, and then would not be able to purely bring through information. That is why she declined sex and did not wish to marry except to marry and to have even the slight manifestation of the wedding ring of bonding with God and higher sources so that she would remain pure to bring through only the purest of information that could be then home. And she viewed the church at the time and saw certain things that were going in a heretical direction and she sought to correct them. Thank you. So is it kind of experimental when a, when a soul or the nature of Terry comes into this realm that uh, there's the possibility for this any life, but they don't know until they're in the life and the circumstances present themselves that that happens and that maybe they go through a lot of difficult lifetimes, really difficult ones, until one happens to have the right circumstances that allow these kinds of messages to come through. Is that, is that the way it works? The intention is always there and the intention is always pure. And when the portal opens, the codes agree, the, the 
um, sectors come into alignment to allow this kind of a life to take its fruit, to bear its fruit, then is when you get this connection where the individual is pure with intention and to bring through the essence of the higher sources without adding anything from the earth realm, any pollution, any distortion from the lower realms to bring through the essential being of spirit purely without any misidentification um, within the channel uh, that brings pollution into the information given. This was the pure intention of the being and when the doorways are right and in synchronicity for the bringing through of the information and the coincidence with the individual bringing it through, it, uh, it's like the camera coming into focus. Then all the doorways are connected and there are no locked of geometrical obstacles in the way coming in from the pollution from the lower intensities then, like a lens, the information can come through. Mm -hmm. It seems like sometimes um, you guys might make a, I won't call it a mistake, but you'll start to work with someone with positive hopes of having a good connection, and then it gets diluted because the person's ego might get in the way. Has that been an experience that you've found yourself in? There are different circumstances involving different people, and we realize that we work with people that may have not fully realized themselves, and we see their pure heart. And we work with them, however, as their perceptions are not fully developed or their super abilities, they have not totally developed or how to uh, sufficiently handle their superior abilities in the third dimension, and then they can 
cause um, some havoc because they have not yet developed the ability to handle their their full range of abilities, psychological abilities, or their full range of perception, or their uh, full connection with the third dimension and also bringing through of the higher forces. They have not uh, got it fully under control and do not know how to uh, fully synchronize themselves with the third dimension and so can um, look like they are causing a problem. And this is one of the ways that individuals can start out to uh, looking good in their channeling and then um, not know how to fully handle everything. And so they look like they have gone off uh, on a tangent. So that is one of the things that can happen. Uh, another thing is that the individual can have on um, uh, handled um, deviations or uh, distortions which they don't believe in their mind um, we say it another way in their mind they have certain distortions which they totally believe and cannot conceive of another way of looking at it or a higher way of looking at it and they totally believe within their mind certain principles so that when they are given data, they um, discount it in favor of their own beliefs and bring through what could be in some instances good data. However, it is not the data that... Um, we had imparted. Thank she you. has worked through this, so she has observed um, this at the beginning of her channeling, observed this to some degree within herself and has let it go. Thank you. Um, I better not ask any more questions because um, I have to turn it back to BBS. Uh, I did want to ask. Well, no, I'm not going to ask it because we're going too long. Thank you so much for coming forth and bringing those clarifications in. And um, we have time for a very quick goodbye from you, and then we'll adjourn this session.
one day which we wish we had more time as we enjoy totally talking with you and making connection with each and every person on the line. And we send our love, light, and energetic hugs and kisses to each and every individual who wishes and is open to it. Adenoy. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all who are listening. And uh, we'll be on Wednesday where you can submit your questions, the questions at messageaday.net, and we'll ask them on your behalf. This is Wayne Free and Terry Brown. And everybody's unmuted. We'll see you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Very much. Thank you. Win, can you, good night. Wynn, can, can you cut it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just a second. Nice. Did you cut it? Remember, he was leaving. All right. Okay. That was fantastic. Or maybe not fantastic. That was that was just so right. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. May May I tell yeah. you a short, short little thing here? Mm. Um. Okay. Um. I would never be where I am. Uh, in my ability to connect with, I mean, I cannot imagine, maybe I would be through some other channels or links or whatever. I don't mean channel as in channeling, but, but if Lauren hadn't, uh, come into my life, become my friend and then, and then asked me if I wanted, if I had two hours that I could spare on a Sunday morning when I had no clue what he was talking about, um, he was inviting me to the Sunday call, and I I got on it, and and it was like boom, I I was I was connected, I was home, and soon after that, I started getting past lives coming up to me, all the time out of nowhere, and um, that's a whole different story. But I started connecting to realms that I hadn't connected to, and and then. Just everything that I've learned and the the whole, just the whole energy of being with the group, and, I mean the 3D, 3D group and the, and the, and the larger whatever these group, um, the, uh, it's just been, it has been such an incredible journey and it feels so, so like home uh, the whole, the whole way. So I just wanted to thank you, and um, what what Terry was saying was just resonating so so clearly for me. Anyway, thank you so much. Well, thank you for sharing that. And can you hear me? Yep. Okay. That was an extraordinary session. And Terry, thank you so much for being here. And <laughs> and and our association because I can say the same thing in my own way of all the ways that this work has opened me up to possibilities that I couldn't ever even imagine could be true. And uh, all participants are unmuted. 
Anybody else want to make a comment? Yeah. <laughs> totally understandable, and oh, I related to to it very well. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. question you said that Lauren invited Joy. Is that the way it works? Yeah. 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 I thought it was the other, worked the other way around. Joy invited Lauren. I thought that's no, no, like no, no, no. <laughs> No, I had wow. no clue. Lauren, how did you hear about the call then? Um, that Lauren, who? Through Abby. Abby, yes. Oh. Oh, I was wondering how did he hear about Okay, okay. I see. Okay. Uh, we have relationships for a reason. For many reasons. <laughs> well, we've all met each other many times in the past, I'm sure. <laughs> Anybody else want to make a comment or share how they related to that that call? Great call. Really fascinating. I mean, you get the inside track of how these sources work and how they choose people and you know that's kind of got some absolutely amazing now we don't now we do yeah. <laughs> yeah. described it a lot of what I'm going through. Yeah. So, Terry, did you like that call? Joy is getting a yes. And yeah. uh -huh. Can you tell whose who's background music, background sounds that is? I can't tell unless I can mute everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then people people can star six if they want to, but it's ten up, so healing list time. Yeah. And CJ, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Let me just say, if you're listening on BBS. We have thousands of conversations like that on our archive website, thespiritchannel.net. And we do a call every Sunday where we do a replay of one of those sessions. And um, they tell me never in the history of mankind has anyone done brought them in in such a transparent way where they can just be themselves and not have to fulfill a role of being um, God or, you know, worshipped or whatever. And, uh, and we hope you'll take advantage of it and come back and listen again and learn about all the other activities we have to help people stay in a higher space 
in this period of our world, which is going through a huge transition at this time. And it helps keep you out of all the negative potentials that are happening. And I am going to turn it over to CJ. And Joy, are you going to be on for the first 10 minutes? Or... Um, no, um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what? No, um, Terry Marie's going take it, take it. Terry Marie. Okay. So I'm going to mute everybody and Terry Marie, make sure you unmute. Okay. And, uh, okay. you hear me? Yeah. How many people, uh, CJ, how many people are on the list today? Um, Six. Six requests. Six. Okay. Now, if you ever want to get on this list, go to inthelight.intelligent-infinity.com. In the light, and there's a form you fill out, and you'll be on the list. Okay? And, and if you're uh, doing it for somebody else, make sure you have their, you get their permission and, and state that you've got their permission. Yes. Please. And... On that note, I'm going to mute everybody. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. And I turn it over to CJ. Thank you. I call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list. Each and every person listening to this call or reading a transcript or listening to a replay. John from Las Vegas, please put the U.S. economy and the world economy into the love light so that it will improve so that many more people can be prosperous. Thank you. Best is received with love. Anyone who wishes may participate sending energy. Ten seconds for John's request, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas, please put Lauren Zania from Forks, Washington. Gloria Fernandez from Las Vegas, Nevada. And Jack Smith from Kingman, Arizona into the love light for them to have perfect health. Thank you. I received with love, much healing, complete healing for Lawrence in here first. Anyone who wishes, please send energy. Starting now. 10 seconds for Gloria Fernandez from Las Vegas, starting now. And 10 seconds for Jack Smith from Kingman, Arizona, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Thank you for the sovereign rights endowed upon the human race. 
I ask that people are allowed unrestricted access to travel anywhere in the world. I also ask that people are allowed to use virtual private networks to access any website on their computers. Thank you. Received with love and energy is sent by all those wishing to. Ten seconds for John's request, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas, please put decentralized cryptocurrencies into the love light for massive worldwide adoption and for them to become legal tender. Thank you for this perfect and fair monetary system that honors privacy and is free from capital gains tax. Please help decentralized cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easier for people to use and understand. I ask that all of the above be done the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Thank you. Again, received with love, anyone who wishes we send energy. Ten seconds for John's request, starting now. <laughs> 